All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins, and I'm always uh, treated, and I love it when we get Cam Edwards on our program. Cam is the editor of BearingArms.com, and he is also the host of the popular podcast Cam and Company, and he focuses on Second Amendment issues, uh, news and information. And right now, uh, Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom in California, has made a request for a a gun-control-based 28th Amendment. And other states, as you know, sometimes, as we were talking about earlier, you know, the the blue states are rather infectious when it comes to these kinds of dangerous ideas. And here to talk about that right now is our own Cam Edwards here on Speaking Out America. Hi, Cam. How are you? I'm good, Jim. How are you? I'm doing very good. Of course, concerned about when I read about these kinds of things. What is What is Governor Newsom up to now? Well, you know, I think in this case, Governor Newsom is trying to raise his political profile on a national level. Um, You know, in order for this resolution, which was approved by the California legislature, signed by Newsom, in order for this constitutional convention that he wants to be held, you'd have to get two-thirds of Congress to sign off on an Article 5 convention, uh, which he doesn't have the votes for, right, with Republicans Mm -hmm. in control of the House. Uh, Or you'd have to get 38 states or 37 other states beyond California to say, hey, you know what, this is a great idea. We want to do this, too. And the votes simply aren't there, right? I mean, we have 27 states around the country right now that are constitutional carry. Uh, They're not interested in the type of gun control measures that Gavin Newsom is demanding be enshrined in the Constitution, like banning so-called assault weapons or imposing waiting limits on uh, gun purchases. So I don't think this, as a practical idea, I don't think this is going anywhere. But I, I think what this is is Newsom, trying to elevate his profile uh, for 2024 in case Joe Biden, you know, can't run for president again. I think he wants to be seen as the the de facto backup candidate. Uh, and, and I think that he wants to, you know, be seen as a leader, if you will, in the uh, anti-gun movement. And so, you know, he's really holding himself out there as the sort of champion of gun control uh, at the expense, of course, of, of our right to defend ourselves and protect our families. Isn't it funny, though, Cam? It's always the same uh, song. It's the same act in the same familiar play. They they champion gun control, thinking that the citizens will think, oh, this will take care of all of our gun problems. But they never seem to talk about the fact that it's it's not the law-abiding citizens. It's the criminals, and they're ne- never going to give up their guns, no matter what rules you put up on the board. And and they seem to get away with this, even though it's obvious to me and it's obvious to you and others. But it seems like he's just jockeying for position and he's using gun control like some people use the abortion issue. I, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, a perfect case in point, uh, there's a 16-year-old. He just got charged with, I think, four armed robberies in Las Vegas, also accused of an armed robbery in Washington State. As it turns out, Jim, this 16-year-old is on probation in California for illegally possessing a gun. <laughs> there might be a robbery charge out of California as well. So while Gavin Newsom's talking about, oh, you know, we've got to go after the guns and, oh, these are serious problems, what happens 
when a teenager is accused of committing violent crimes with an illicitly obtained firearm? Well, in California, the answer is nothing happens. He gets a slap on the wrist. He's sent his probation. He's told, don't do it again. And then he's sent along his merry way, right? So, you know, you're, you're exactly right. These are not laws that are targeting violent criminals. We know how California treats violent criminals with kid gloves. Sure. Uh, instead, these are laws that aim to treat law-abiding citizens as if they were violent criminals, right? Uh, and it gets it completely backwards. And, you know, ultimately what this is about is about making it a crime to exercise a fundamental civil right. And I believe that Gavin Newsom is sincere in wanting to do that. Uh, but as we've seen in New Mexico and elsewhere recently, you know, these are not incredibly popular ideas. There's just a poll out about New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham and her attempt to ban the uh, the, the carrying of firearms. Yeah. 68% of likely voters in New Mexico say that they object to what the governor is doing. So this isn't popular even among a lot of Democrats. Uh, and I think that, you know, we may be actually witnessing a sea change in terms of how uh, even Americans on the left side of the political aisle are viewing their own right to keep and bear arms and their own right to protect themselves and their loved ones. I think I read somewhere, Cam, that gun uh, ownership up with women, uh, 34 to 65, some demographic like that, they're scared to go out at night. What, what a time to be telling people that they're, they shouldn't have a gun or a way to protect themselves. It's, it's pretty pathetic, actually. The government seems to create a problem and we, we don't really look at these problems. I, I have noticed we haven't had any random mass shooting uh, of late in the last couple of months, and that's saying something. Although it could be happening, and just uh, they're not reporting it in places like Chicago and Milwaukee and elsewhere. But it, it just, this seems like the typical government, let's create a problem so that we can come uh, back with a solution. So, you know, how do we, how do we fix I think that? That's, yeah, I, I think that's exactly right. Of course, when their solution doesn't work, because gun control doesn't work to reduce violent crime, then their answer is, well, we just didn't go far enough, right? We we, we got to go bigger. We got to do even more uh, to crack down on legal gun ownership. And sooner or later, you know, it's going to have an impact on violent criminals. And and I just think that, you know, there are a number of Americans who are wise enough to this. They understand that the, the way you address violent crime is to ensure that there are consequences when those laws are broken. And what we see time and time again, people who are already out on probation or they've already out on bond and they're arrested for another violent crime and that we just got this catch and release system. I, you know, it, 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 I think it's undeniable that that's where the problem lies, that we're not going to ban our way to safety by turning the Second Amendment into a, a felony offense. Uh, Americans won't stand for that. And frankly, even if Americans were willing to go along with that, it wouldn't address violent crime. You have to go after the perpetrators, not the, the lawful citizens. And, uh, and like I said, I, I, I hope anyway that we're starting to reach a tipping point uh, where even some Democrats will demand better from their politicians. I hope so, but I don't hold my breath in California. Hey, listen, if you, <laughs> uh, if you, want, to, uh, if you want to reach out and support Cam and, and his organization, CCRKBA, and uh, the website is saf.org. That's easy to remember, S as in samaf.org. You can also jot down this number, 800-699-0992. Again, that number is 800-699-0992. And you can also check out what Cam is writing about on bearingarms.com, based in Oklahoma City. Cam, it's always a pleasure to have you on. You're, You're pretty easy when it comes to 
this stuff, and we appreciate your knowledge. Absolutely, Jim. Always a pleasure talking with you, man. Thanks so much for the invite. All right. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you hopefully in the weeks ahead. Cam Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And we're going to continue our discussion. In a minute, we're going to get to this this thing I want to talk to you about. Very important. We're going to talk about wokeism. And we're also going to talk about the people in this country and indeed around the world who are living in denial. And it's actually hurting the rest of us because they continue to do so. So we'll get to that in just a moment. You're listening to Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. about the peculiar power of denial written by a man by Charles Hugh Smith of Two Minds. And it pertains to this thing that I see that's happening in our society where people are actually so inculcated with these narratives. Number one, climate change is real, that man is causing the climate to change and man has the ability to change it back. That's number one. Number two, we have, well, take, for example, the Ukraine war. If you are against the Ukraine war, you've been taught that, that or the narrative goes that is you're pro-Putin. That somehow that instead of being a peace-loving person like they were in the 60s and 70s when we hated Vietnam, today, guess what? Those people that hated Vietnam love Ukraine. Why? Because they've been sold a narrative that that war is our war, that, that Putin wants to take over all of Europe. Whatever, whatever that is that gets inculcated into our psyche every day, and you start denying anything else that comes close to being a contradiction to that uh, narrative. And it's the same with the COVID vaccine. We've all been convinced now that it's good to get four or five boosters. It's good to take a vaccine, even though it's still somewhat in an experimental stage. We deny that people are getting sick from COVID, even when it happens to us. Do you know anybody that has been personally damaged by any of the vaccines or the boosters, and they haven't said, well, it was the vaccine. I think it was the vaccine. Some people do. Megan uh, Kelly recently came out and said, I have to tell people. Naomi Wolf, who is a liberal, finally recognized the vaccines were causing a lot more damage than Big Pharma was willing to admit. But to the average person on the street, they think the vaccines are necessary, and they'll go get another one if they're told to get another one. And when you go to them and say, you know that uh, 60,000 people have died, they will deny you. They will say that's not true. And so that's what this is about, this power of denial. Uh, uh, Hugh Smith writes, reality is only a threat if we've forsaken flexibility, adaptability, problem solving, and the willingness to make sacrifices and accept failure, what I call self-reliance, and that's key. Because, uh, again, when you abrogate your responsibility to the experts, and this is what we find ourselves doing, don't listen to the people on the Internet. Don't listen to the misinformation. Even 
when you talk about the elections of 2020, you know, the narrative today is that Donald Trump tried to overthrow an election. Well, what was it in 2016 when Trump won and Hillary said the election was rigged? It must have been Russian interference. And we all bought into that narrative. Well, there's no way that this country would have voted for Donald J. Trump. There's just no way that could have happened. There's no way that he could have gotten that vote. By the same token, those same people are saying, oh, it's completely possible that Joe Biden was able to run a successful campaign and was able to get 81 million votes from a guy that politically nobody has really cared about for the past 35 years. So where's the deniability here? The denial that maybe that the elections were somehow thrown, that the COVID pandemic, which opened the door to mail-in balloting, could have had, had an effect on the numbers. We know that the race was settled by 121,000 votes. That's it. That was the difference. And you, you believe that Donald Trump lost, even though he had gotten more votes than Obama in his second run for, for a presidency? That's right. Donald Trump got more votes in the 2020 uh, elections than Obama in his re-election. And that Joe Biden got more votes than Obama got in his first election. Do you believe in your heart of hearts that Joe Biden got more votes than Obama? How, how could you possibly? Well, the experts say that. I believe the experts. They, the, the 51 intelligence officers, they all said that the elections were perfectly fine. The major news media, David Muir, he tells me the elections are fine. Pierre Thomas, the reporter, he did a report last night on ABC News, again saying that Donald Trump tried to throw the election. And so it's just like, uh, uh, what was Hitler's Goebbels? If you say the lie, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, people will start believing it's true. And the reason they do that is because they don't want to be responsible for making a bad choice. They don't want to be held liable for making choices about their own body. And that's why it's important to understand how far and how deep denialism really goes. Uh, If we as a people who adore and cherish our freedom to live about and to pursue our dreams, if we give up everything about those choices that we make and we defer to the experts, defer to the government official, defer to the CDC, defer to the uh, Health and Human Services, or, my God, defer to the White House, then we are completely abrogating our responsibility to uphold that freedom. You understand that, right? We have a choice as free people and a responsibility to do our own research. There's no question you can do your own research, If you want to look up any issue, you can look on the Internet. You can read. You don't have to take what the Maddows and the Joy Reeds or even the Shepard Smiths or the Dana, uh, what's her name from Fox. it's, It's incumbent on you as a person who lives in a free country to make your own decisions based on your own knowledge. Now, I want to shift gears to something that's very serious and I think is, is it, if we don't understand or do, don't attack this now, 
then we're going to be in a lot of trouble in a generation or two. And this came across Breitbart. Um, and interestingly, it does tie to a lot of climate change dialogue, uh, things that you know people don't feel as confident in the future as they used to. Young people today are not getting married like they used to. They're not having children because they think that having children not only is it too expensive, which is a lie that's been told over and over and over again, but they also say it'll contribute to climate change. We are in a position now where the average person under 30 believes that if you have children, you're contributing to climate change. And who wants to do that? So according to a recent study, only roughly a quarter, that's one out of every four adults, say having children or being married are extremely or very important for living a fulfilling life. That's only one out of four. It should be the opposite. It should be three out of four people believe that getting married and having children uh, leads to a fulfilling life. Uh, Catherine Hamilton writes in September, When asked what it takes to lead a fulfilling life, the public prioritizes job satisfaction and friendship over marriage and parenthood. Some 71% of all adults say having a job or a career they enjoy is extremely or very important in order for people to live a fulfilling life. And 61% say they have close friends, and that's equally important, according to a survey of 5,073 U.S. adults conducted between April 10th and the 16th, and it was published in September. In contrast, only 26% of adults say that having children and 23% say being married is extremely or very important for fulfillment. A third say each is, quote, somewhat important, while 42% and 44% say having children or being married are not too or not at all important. And then they break it down between sexes, political parties, and, and you bunch all those numbers together, and it still comes out, uh, according to this article, that people don't believe anymore in family, and they don't believe anymore in a monogamous relationship with a significant other. And, and if you don't know your history, and you don't know your philosophy, and you don't know the classics and Greeks and, and all these things, that's a, that's a danger sign. Let me tell you why it is. Uh, and I say, and I say this coming from a father of three, and being married for thirty, or being with my wife now for, I think we've been married for twenty five years, but we've been together for five, um, five more. So that's thirty. <clears throat> and uh, this is something that you probably would learn in church, or you would learn if your parents taught you this when, when they were young. We are a very selfish society now. We have become very obsessed with our own journey. Uh, our own potential, uh, you know, particularly young girls are taught, you know, the Barbie movie is just one example, that you don't need a man, that you can do it on your own, that uh, that career is more important, that ch- childhood rearing is is oppressive, it's, it's developed out of a patriarchy. And this has resulted now in a generation of children. This isn't even, this poll is of adults that are under 30. And they're the ones saying, we don't want to have kids. We don't want to get married. Why would we want to do that? Why would we want to give up ourselves? But see, it, But the greatest minds of all time have all determined 
that in any truly progressive society, and I don't mean progressive as in leftist, progressing towards a better society, is wrapped up in family. Because family is where the rules are learned. Family is where you learn altruism. It's where you learn self-sacrifice. It's where you learn loyalty to others. Loyalty, self-sacrifice, altruism, that comes from the family. Respect for elders. And I'm worried that the next generation, if it's devoid of those very values that we learn in the home, that we're going to be in a lot of trouble. That's going to do it for the program today, Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. Reach out to us. And, of course, here on CRN Talk, part of the CRN Network. Until next time, thanks for stopping by. 